Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and you're listening to the Downtime Podcast, where we delve deep into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. First up, I want to thank our supporting partners who make this podcast possible, and this month that's Kushkor and Magura. Kushkor has been a part of my setup since I first tried them a few years ago. I'm a light rider, so I'm not too worried about the rim protection side of things, but what drove me to keep them fitted is what Kushkor does to the way your bike rides. Things feel more damped and the bike maintains momentum better over rough terrain. I also feel like I've got more support in the corners. Kushkor really does allow you to go bigger, corner harder and ride faster with total confidence. Kushkor currently celebrating its fifth birthday and in that time they've amassed some pretty amazing results. They've taken 24 EWS wins and 94 podiums. And in World Cup downhill, they've got 27 wins, 96 podiums, seven world championships and three World Cup overall champions. Pretty incredible, huh? Kushkor is now available for a wide range of riders and disciplines. They make an awesome tool for fitting them called the B-Dropper. You can get Kushkor valves in six different colorways and you can buy a set for mixed wheel size bikes too. You'll find all that and more over at kushkor.com. So if you want to go bigger, corner harder and ride faster with total confidence, then kushkor.com is the place to head. Dominic and Tibor from Magura joined me recently on the podcast where we found out about how they work with their athletes and how we too can take advantage of these customization options. I recommend you go and give it a listen if you haven't already. Magura realized that we're all different, so they've got tuning options for performance, ergonomics and aesthetics using a range of calipers, rotors, pads, levers and color options. I'm using the MT7 Pro with the Storm HC rotors and performance pads and I've been really impressed. The power these brakes have is insane and it's delivered in a really controllable way. I've tried three different levers and found that the HC wide reach lever which was designed for Loic Bruni works really well for me. It's a different setup for me as the bite point is a lot further from the bar than I'd usually have it but I've found it super comfortable and it's allowed me to have more precise control of my braking. We have an incredible competition with Magura this month where you can win an MT7 Pro customize your brake package so that you too can try all of these options and find your ultimate setup. If you want to enter, then all you need to do is to head to at Downtime Podcast on Instagram, find the post from the 24th of January, which is an image of the brake and all the options, and you'll find the instructions there on how to enter. It's super simple and you've got until the end of February to enter. Best of luck. If you want to check out the entire Magura range and read some of their great guides on how to choose your optimum setup, you can find all that over at Magura.com. Have you got yourself a copy of Downtime EP yet? Well, if not, then you're missing out. The first issue of my new biannual journal in collaboration with the team at Misspent Summers is a lovely thing and it's still available. It's packed full of great writing and amazing photography and it takes some of the topics and guests from the podcast and brings it into something to have and hold in a very non-digital way. You can get involved over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP. If you want to support what I'm doing, you can do that by grabbing yourself some downtime merch over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. There's t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, shorts and joggers. It's all organic, made with a supply chain using renewable energy, printed to order and shipped with no single use plastics. All the links you need for all of this stuff are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. The last thing you want to do is go miss an episode of the podcast. So please make sure you're following us wherever it is you listen. There's probably going to be a button there that says follow or subscribe. So hit that now. If you can't find the button, then downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe has got links to all the major podcast platforms to help you get subscribed. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook where we're at Downtime Podcast. That way you'll be able to keep up to date with what we're up to and never miss a thing. All right. Today we're catching up with Johan Borelli. 
Yeoman has been making some big changes in his approach to riding and racing over the last few years, as he's worked hard to make his mountain bike career align with his values and reduce his impact on the environment. This season, he's taking that to the next level by launching the Into the Nile progression team. We sat down to catch up and find out how his new program is going and hear how he got on at Freeride Fiesta in Mexico. Hear the thinking behind the progression team and what he's setting out to achieve with that project. And Yon also shares some exciting news on a product he's been developing that's going to be launching really soon. So without further ado, here's Yon Borelli. Yon Borelli, welcome back to the Downtime Podcast, man. How's things? Hello! <laughs> I'm super excited to be back. I'm really, really, uh, really excited. A lot of things to, to talk about. Yeah, another another year and lots has gone on in, in your life. First first up, you're in a different house since we last spoke. Yes, with different different house. Uh, we uh, with my partner Jen, we uh, we got this really old uh, cabin uh, of really old. Like it's funny because when you say when you say old in Canada, it's like fifty year old. Okay, and co- compared, compared to Europe, you're talking about one thousand year old uh, houses sometimes. <laughs> So now we got um, a pretty original uh, cabin style uh, Whistler house, uh, 1972 house, and it was almost a teardown. And we uh, we basically we had the choice for like okay should we demolish it or should we should we do like a renos on it? And the bones the bones of the house were beautiful, like uh-huh. a really uh, like nice wood and and beautiful uh, beautiful ar- architecture. So we, uh, at first we wanted to do some little renos and then we, we talked to a bunch of constructors, like, uh, uh, local constructors. And they were like, well, if you do that, then you're going to have to do that. And then if you do that, you're going to have to do that. <laughs> and, then, and then we went down into this rabbit hole <laughs> and we, uh, we basically kept the structure and we, we redid everything, the roof, the windows, the wow. uh, insulation, outsulation, air, like everything, the flooring, everything like yeah we we did a full uh it's like basically moving into a brand new house so there's still a lot of stuff to do on the house <laughs> it's not done <laughs> <laughs> but it's livable and uh and it's beautiful it's it's super cool so if one day you come to whistler you you are more than welcome to to come here and and check it out we we had a, it was a good project and uh and i worked in it uh-huh. uh for uh, for quite some time and oh, i totally. really re- i really enjoyed it so i was kind of discovering uh discovering a new uh like a kind of a new passion in a, in a way it's it's pretty interesting when you start to do uh like work with wood and because everything is made in wood in here in in canada and uh it was it was super interesting it was really really cool yeah, it, nice. it took a lot of time. It took a lot of time <laughs> for me to uh, to do that, but it was uh, it, it was amazing. It was super cool. Cool. How are the carpentry yeah. skills then? But my carpentry skills are uh, non-existent. <laughs> 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 I am not. <laughs> but uh, but you know, like I'm a I'm a manual guy, and uh, and I have I have a little bit of a brain. So if you give me some good guidance, I can follow the guidance. <laughs> <laughs> I can do some measurements, and uh, no, it, it was pretty cool, Re- really, really cool. Yeah, nice to have a new learn yeah. as well, right? Totally new, uh, new learn. Uh, yeah, it was it was really really interesting. And then when you when you start, 
you it seems that you can't really stop you know you kind of like i was just like thinking about it and my brain was fully uh, fully in that so that was that was basically last year huh? and i really started to work in the house like in between august and uh, and december yeah all the way till christmas and uh so it kind of it took a lot of time, and at the same time, I had like uh, like a really big project that we're gonna talk about in a little bit. So it was uh, it was really really hard to kind of join the two together and be like, okay, we need to finish the house because we need to move in. And Whistler, we um, there is a big uh, housing crisis in Whistler, uh-huh. so there is no place to stay. So we had uh, we were renting a place at the same time. So we are not living in the place when we did the Renaults. So we were renting an, another place, and then we had to leave that place in December, December first. So we had like a like a proper uh, like stress of like, okay, we need to have the house kind of livable for us to move in because the, there was no other place to stay. And we have my daughter and my partner has three kids. So it's like a like big family, and we we need to have a roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at Christmas definitely. It's, it's, it's not like uh, when you are twenty and you're like, oh, it's okay, I'm going to live in a van. <laughs> that doesn't work this way anymore. So, so yeah, lot of lot of stress, but we uh, we made it happen, and uh, now we are here. So there's a, there's still some stuff to do, and uh, we took a little break uh, after Christmas. And now we're gonna start again next week. Uh, we're gonna work on the kitchen and a bunch of stuff. So it's uh, it's when you and then when you have a house, it's like a, a lifelong project. It's never ending. <laughs> There's always yeah. something to do. It never stops. That is very <laughs> it never true. Stops. Yeah. It never stops. So cool. yeah, really, uh, really excited about that. It's super nice. Cool. And it was yeah. your first year on your your I guess your new program. So the move to Gorilla Gravity and yeah. the other kind of sponsors that we talked a bit yeah. about last time. Yeah. How's that gone? First year super good so really uh really good uh going with uh, going with gg with guerrilla gravity was definitely uh like probably one of the best moves i've ever done like working with uh, with a smaller company and uh, the relationship that we all have with will will is the is the boss is the ceo and with matt the engineer marshall at the marketing and anna at the marketing as well like that relationship it is like a really amazing it feels like family and we uh and we all we, i can feel that we are all having a blast uh working together so it's it's really cool the bike the bike is amazing like i still can't believe how good the bike is like the material like there's already something with the material that they use and the way they do things that that's something uh, like and i said it last year and i i've never experienced that before mm-hmm. and uh like it feels good, you know, like when you jump on this bike and you start riding it, like it feels good. Like it, it, it absorbs the vibration. You, you just send it and it, the bike just like takes it. It's good. Like it nice. really, really feels good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, definitely, um, definitely a good, uh, a good combo. So I'm super, super pumped uh, to work with Gigi and there is a bunch of projects, uh, that are going to happen very soon. So, what happened last year is that basically I, I joined the platform that they already had and mm-hmm. we were working on the basically transforming the, the rear end of the bike. It was an, in, in alloy before. Yeah. And we were working on having all the bikes with the revved, uh, rear triangle. Mm-hmm. And so I've, we've done a bunch of testing with the chain stay for me on the Narvana. So the big bike. Uh, and it's working. I never, I never cracked a frame, never since since one year. And uh, what 
I've decided with Gigi and is to not have a lot of bikes. Okay. And to really run uh, one bike the full year uh, and right. really like, cause that, that's the way you test, you know, like you long-term testing, you stress test and everything. And I really wanted to see, okay, like people are going to buy this bike when people are pulling like $7,000, $8,000 on the bike, they are not going to change the bike every year. They're going to keep it for two, three years, but sometimes more. And I really wanted to kind of do that, which I've never done before. Cause when you race, like you need to perform and you can't have a frame failure or something. So it was yeah. my, really my first time doing some long-term testing. And it was, uh, it was, I was really, really surprised. Like no, no issues whatsoever or nothing. It was, it was good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And not, not like you've been messing around either. You've been, uh, getting involved with quite a lot no. of building, <laughs> bringing back some old features and getting pretty sandy up on some so of the stuff there. Totally. It was, uh, yeah, and that's that's another thing that uh, with with Gigi and all the brands that I'm working with right now, they really uh, kind of let me do what I want. I have no no racing obligation. I have no. Uh, I basically do me, and they know that if I do me and if I'm uh, happy, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give more than what they are actually asking. So it's a it's a really good combo. And what I've realized with uh, with kind of stepping away from racing. Um, like basically, I remember that when I when I used to race, I it was only about training. You know, biking was training. Yeah. And even if I wanted to keep it fun and doing some some kind of fun stuff, it was always like I was riding and then looking at all these features. There's there's like features everywhere in the sea to sky. It's insane. It's like you go in the forest on the trail and then you look on the right and you're like, holy shit, there's this <laughs> rock face here. And I remember looking at those and and being like, ah, you know, like. I can't really do that. If I get injured, I can't, I can't race. And it was part of my contract to, you know, like not do all this kind of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and now I look at them and I'm like, well, I'm going to give it a try. (laughs) So it really kind of changed the way, uh, the way I'm riding. And I've really improved in the last couple of years. Like I'm, I'm doing stuff now that I've never would have imagined before. And, uh, it's, it's been amazing. So now when I see these features, sometimes they need a little, uh, a little touch and they need a little refresh and, uh, and I do that. So we are a good crew. Um, and we work on so, some really old stuff like Richie Schley, Richie Schley, all features, Brett CP, Wade Simon and all these, all these guys. And, and we are kind of refreshing a little bit, uh, some of the, some of the stuff they've done in the past. And, uh, we give them a second, uh, a second wind <laughs> yeah it's nice to bring stuff back to life things that are just totally. fallen because there's not many people on the planet that are going to ride them but it's nice to make them available and i exactly. guess and then, yeah and i guess there's more and more riders that can do that stuff these days right like the progression in the sport it's it, exactly like the, the when i see when i see the level of the new generation of rider it's it's mind-blowing you know like now you you, you build a feature, you bring back a feature that's like probably like 10, 15 year old and you bring him back and back in the days, there would be like one or two person doing it and then you bring him back and then there is like a, a shit ton of people doing it. You're like, <laughs> wow, this is, this is insane. And I think there is a combination of the bikes are getting better and better. They, yeah. they allow us to do more things. The geometries are better. The bikes are working better. The component, the components are way more reliable than like 10, 15 years ago. And uh, the level is, is completely increasing. It's, uh, 
it's insane. So now we we have uh, the train network in the sea to sky in between Pemberton, Whistler, Squamish, and North Vancouver is is huge, and we have these double black diamond trails that are everywhere, and they are becoming uh, too easy. Like it's a <laughs> like it's it's a thing. They are the double black diamond trails are becoming now kind of normal, wow. and more and more people are attracted by riding this kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, and it's really amazing to see, and I see that with the coaching as well. I see that more and more people are really wanting to improve their skills more than improving their fitness. It's kind of uh-huh. it's cool. It's really cool to see. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and have mm-hmm. you missed have you missed EWS two years away? Yeah, a bit last year. Huh? I I I can't. Yeah, it would it would be a lie to say that I I don't miss it. But at the same time, I'm uh, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having so much fun that I, you know, like like racing is amazing. Like it's uh like it's beautiful. Like racing in AWS or downhill or cross country. Like when you are like racing at a, at a high level, it's it's beautiful. The commitment that you need to have and the you need to be like super disciplined with a bunch of stuff. It it uh, it's mind blowing. And when I see how like now, how Jesse Menamed and uh, Remy Govan and all these guys in finals in the Sea to Sky, like how committed they are to to perform and the training and everything. Like I, I have so much admiration for that, and um, so I kind of I miss it because when you when you race at a high level, there is there is like a there's there is a vibe to it, mm-hmm. and there is a I don't know, it's it's kind of it's almost kind of spiritual, you know, when you race and like, and you just, you in the zone, like it's kind of, it's, it's kind of cool. Huh? And so I miss that. But, uh, at the same time, I really enjoy the lifestyle that I have right now and no pressure and doing the stuff I want. And, uh, I'm just having fun again, like really like deep down, like inside I'm, I'm having such a, I'm having a really, really good time right now. <laughs> Excellent. So it's uh, yeah, so so it's cool. So I'm gonna sign up. I'm gonna register for the EWS in Whistler. Okay. If if it happens, I really hope that Crankworks will happen this year. I really hope that COVID is gonna fuck off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, which which I think now it's it's becoming uh, just talking like a little bit about COVID. I think it, people are realizing that uh, it's not like it's not anymore what it was when it started. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like now if you have COVID, it's a little bit of a cold. Eh? Mm-hmm. There's less and less people that are hospitalized. There's less and less people that are dying from it. And I think that now, even if you have been listening to a bunch of podcasts with like scientists and scientists and doctors and stuff, and now they have data and they they kind of say that it's uh, like it's not that big of a deal. And mm-hmm. like everything is starting to reopen it's becoming more easy to travel again. And it's, uh, so I hope that this summer crank force is going to happen with the crowd and, uh, we can celebrate, uh, life and uh, biking again. Definitely, man. <laughs> How, yes. How's the fitness? Have you managed to stay on top of that? Like, cause it's easy, I, I guess, to sort of back off the pace a bit when you're not got EWS to get I ready still, for. That's a, that's a good, uh, that's a, that's a good subject because, <laughs> <laughs> cause I haven't, uh, I haven't trained at all in uh, in almost two years. <laughs> and really? today, this morning, was my first gym session in uh, probably a year and a half. <laughs> Whoa. How was it? It was hard. <laughs> <laughs> it 
tomorrow I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really sore. <laughs> I bet the doms yeah, will yeah. be in full effect. Yeah, so I went I went very very lightweight uh, just to just to not wreck myself. Uh-huh. But um, no, I've I've gained weight. I'm not I'm definitely not at my race shape at all. Like if I if I do a race now. Uh, I will, I will barely make it, I think in the top 75. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Fair play. Well, you know, in, in enduro, you like the fitness, it's so important. Yeah. Like it's so important. And when I remember what I used to, the amount of training that I used to do to like, you know, like be in the top 10 or in the top, not even talking about the win. And that was like being like top 10 with a good race or like top 15. And, uh, and the amount of training that I used to do and the commitment and everything, like now, of course, I'm not, uh, like, there's no way. There's no, <laughs> there's no way I can do that. <laughs> it would be a struggle. Like, it would be, a, like, a really big struggle. So, talking back about the EWS in Whistler, I definitely need to train, and we were talking about it. It's either there's two ways of looking at things when you race. It's either you race and you try to survive, yeah. or you, you do the race and you're actually racing the race. And uh, I want to race. I don't want to try to survive. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to uh, to train a little bit. <laughs> back on it. Back, it. back on it. Yeah. You like the idea of getting back on it? I think you quite enjoyed the training before, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I really, like this morning, I really enjoyed it. I was like, wow, I kind of, and we were talking about it with my buddies. And I was like, holy shit, that actually feels good. You know, like you you get pumped up and it's, uh, I was like, I missed that. So it's, it's good. I'm back. <laughs> Excellent. Good stuff. Yeah. And you've been doing some stuff kind of outside of racing. You headed down to Mexico in January to go to Freeride Fiesta, which is kind of like oh, yeah. a series <laughs> style, huge jumps. I'm guessing you've not done anything like that no, before. Never, never. Why? I've never, Why? I've, I've never done. Well, same same thing. Like I've never. Uh, it, it actually never crossed my mind that I could uh, do something like that one day. Uh-huh. And uh, when Johnny Johnny Salido uh, texted me and he was like, "Hey Johan, do you want to come to Freeride Fiesta to my event?" I was like, "What? <laughs> Are you serious?" <laughs> so it was um, it was a like a big surprise, and I was like, "Okay, well, it can it it was kind of unlucky because this winter we had so much snow in the in Whistler and everywhere in the Sea to Sky that we couldn't ride. So I was not not able to ride." For almost two months, and there was no way to ride. There was no nowhere where we could go riding. So I basically went over there to Freeride Fiesta um, with no no jumping, <laughs> no no <laughs> nothing, and with with almost basically a, like a new bike with new components. I, I had new suspensions, new brakes, new drivetrain, new, new everything. <laughs> so I was like, it's going to be fine. There will probably going to be some tracks on the side where I can warm up, but it was none. It was just that track. It was one track. Whoa. And the first jump was like, it was a 40 foot step down. I was like, holy yeah. fuck, how the hell am I going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Flat pedals. At first, I was like, should I ride with my clips pedal or with my flat pedals? And I was like, well, the jumps are so big that if I have to eject in the air, I need flat pedals. Yeah. So like, like right away, I was like, okay. So I guess we we're going. <laughs> Jeez. Well, at least I guess you had some good people yeah. that you so I, know and trust to follow, right? Remy was Remy there. Remy Remy was there. Um, there was a bunch of like a huge crew of Frenchies that I haven't seen in a long time. So it was super cool to connect with them. 
and all the all the the, the free riders the, yeah Johnny and Carson Storch and uh, and Eric Fedko and all these guys it was super cool to kind of session things with them um I didn't do the full line I have to admit that I didn't there was like this massive ramp metal ramp in the middle and I uh, well first of all the ramp was 20 feet tall and <laughs> and they were going 20 feet above the ramp so like 40 feet above the ground and the the, the first time they were all doing it they were kind of overshooting the jump mm -hmm. and I had an enduro bike as well And I was like, if I, if I overshoot the jump, I might be in the air and then panic and eject and then land on my face. And I was like, there is no point for me to yeah. do that without knowing that I can do it. You know, it was like a 50, 50% of chance. I think that back in the days I would have tried, but like now I'm, I'm like, you know what? Next year I will, I will train for that. I know mm -hmm. the size of the thing now and I will kind of try to find a way to, to get ready for it. So, but it was, it was, uh, Like it was huge, man. It was like the second, the second double was 55 feet long. Yeah? <laughs> and, then, and we were just like coming at like 50k an hour on it. And then yuck! <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. And then, and then you see these guys and they, they throw like backflips and huge supermans on this kind of, it's, it's crazy. Like it's the, their level is, is insane. And what, uh, What really blew my mind is the level of the woman. Yeah, I was going to say it's a good women's crew there. Holy shit. Like Chelsea, Chelsea is on another level. She's uh, all, all the women that were over there, like, like huge respect for them. But like Chelsea right now, she's on another, uh, another level. And the way she sends every, she sent everything. Eh? Uh, she sent everything probably in two hours. She showed up and she looked at things, pim, pam, 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 one, one at a time, boom. She was doing one and then one, two, and then one, two, three, and one, two, three, four, and then boom. And next thing you know, I was like, in one hour, she sent the ramp and everything. I was like, holy shit. Whoa. Yeah, you like, and she didn't crash, I think. No, yeah. no crash. Or maybe one because she was trying something, like a trick or something. Mm -hmm. uh, she threw like a huge suicide no-ender on one of the big step down. Nice. Uh, like mind blowing, like mind blowing. I'm uh, like huge respect for the, for the woman. And I think that all these events that are popping, popping out for the, for the woman is, is beautiful. And it's good time to be a woman in mountain bike right now. Like really, really good time. I think there's huge opportunities for women and the, the level is going up and more events, more support. And I think it's, uh, it's great. Super, super cool. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing the rate that it's progressing at. Certainly the free ride stuff, it? it seems to have caught a wave recently and it's like there's more and more women involved, more and more events. And yeah, the progression is just wild. Totally. I think that for, for a long time, they were just limited to like racing and draw and, and downhill and cross country and there was nothing uh, nothing else. And now with all these free ride events that are kind of starting, the, the level is going up, but it's going up uh, like crazy, huh? Yeah. Like I, I'm curious to see in like couple of years what what the level is going to be for the women because they, it's going to be pretty close to what the men are doing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But Chelsea, on this kind of stuff, Chelsea is better than me. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's she's better than me right now on this kind of stuff, which is crazy. I'm, I love it. It's That's cool. Really, yeah, really, it's really cool. Yeah. So do you, do you think you'll be back at, at more events like that? Was it something you really got a buzz from? No, for sure. I really enjoyed it. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. 
the, the vibe in between all the riders was really uh, incredible. It was super cool, friendly, super welcoming. I think that what Johnny put together is uh, is really, really good for the sport. There is uh, really inclusive. And I think that uh, the, the free ride right now is about that. It's about being inclusive. And uh, and I really felt it. I was like, at first I was like, how, how are they going to, take it that someone like me who's been like a racer racing in draw is here and I don't do tricks I don't do all this kind of stuff and then people were just pumped you know and sometimes uh, some some guys were not riding they were just watching and sometimes I was just like on the side taking videos of everybody and I was just having a blast doing that it was it was really really cool I really enjoyed it and uh, yeah if I have the opportunity to uh, to do more of those I will definitely definitely do it it was it was a blast really really nice. cool yeah, I watched yeah. Uh, I watched a couple of videos from there, and it definitely had that had a good vibe to it. Like it, it seemed totally. like you were having a lot of fun with like yeah, loads yeah, yeah. of different people. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's uh, we had a <laughs> we, we had a party. I think it was on the Thursday night, and uh, at the venue, and the the like the party like instantly just like everybody <laughs> was like holy shit <laughs> just like jumping on top of each other and stuff i was like holy shit look at that it's amazing <laughs> wicked and you yeah. you and um uh, remy went off and rode with phil atwell one day as well yeah yes yeah, so we went and rode uh, rode a volcano uh mm-hmm. nevado de colima and uh, same thing like it was my first time meeting phil and he's, he's on the on the bike. He's a genius. He's a complete genius on the bike. It's incredible to to see him do stuff. You're like, oh wow, <laughs> like super creative and and like skills, insane skills, and a really fun guy. Like a really really cool guy. It seems it seems that the the vibe right now in all the the, the top athletes is is uh, really cool, friendly, really welcoming, and. Uh, it's it's cool to see. It's really yeah. cool to see. Yeah, really good, man. Really good. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk a bit more about the structure around you this year because you mentioned you'd had some changes. I think that well, the biggest thing is that you've moved away from SRAM after a pretty long relationship yeah. with them. Yeah. So I was with SRAM for eight years, and uh, and the the support that they gave me when I was racing was amazing. And, uh, and at the end, you know, like so, sometimes you feel like with a brand, it's time to, it's time to move on. And th- th- there was no, like the communication was not, uh, was not really, it's, it's not really what I want anymore with a brand. Like when I work with brands now, I really want to have like a, like a really good communication and I want to have, to feel supported in a way. And I, and I want them to use me. And I think that with SRAM, they have so many amazing riders that I was kind of like getting a little bit on the, on the side mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's, it's good. Like I don't, uh, like I don't, uh, <laughs> like it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine, but it's, it's, uh, I think that when you are a pro rider, you need to, you need to kind of listen and, and be uh, like, how do you say, be open to that. Yeah. And it happens. Like it's, it was the same thing with Comensal. Like at the end, they they had all these amazing riders and then at some point it's time to it's time to move on so it's uh it was eight eight amazing years with SRAM when i was racing the support that they give to the to the racers is is completely incredible there's, you always have support at the races there's always mechanic there's always everything and uh, now with the program that i'm doing i think it's better to work with smaller brands 
and uh, to really have this kind of exchange and you know like communication with like with project with development of products and all this kind of stuff so it's uh it was a good move for me and going with vxt and testing now their products and see how they make everything like everything is made in italy and uh, and the, the, the communication is is amazing. We have a distribution and a, a service center in Squamish. Mm -hmm. So there is Ben Arnott who was a World Cup mechanic also, and he has all the stuff. He has the telemetry. He has everything. So I'm really really excited to go and do some proper uh, proper stuff with him. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be cool. Wicked. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, EXT on uh, on suspension duties. Then you got is it TRP brakes and drivetrain? TRP brakes and drivetrain. So same thing. First time, first time for me riding with all this stuff uh, at Real Fiesta. Because, <laughs> uh, so, so I got I got a bunch of stuff before uh, before signing, and then uh, and then there was nowhere to ride. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, shit. <laughs> so I basically went with them without uh, knowing the products. <laughs> Class. <laughs> sometimes you yeah, sometimes it happens like that. So. Uh, so anyways, so but really, really uh like on all the all the products, I'm really excited with the moves because the products are good. They are really good. The brakes are amazing, like the, the power of the, the TRP is is wow, it's mind blowing. And uh suspensions are suspensions are great, so it's it's, it's perfect. Cool. And NS Billet have stepped up with some uh, prototype cranks, yeah. NS Billet. So NS Billet is, uh, they are, they, they are going, huh? they, <laughs> they have a bunch of ideas and now they can see that, uh, there's more and more people starting to know them and they have all the machines. They, they, they can do everything. They can do a bunch of stuff. So prototype cranks, uh, we, I can't say much about the, about the cranks yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, they will be, they will be launched in June, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's still prototype phase. We, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's some good nice. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw a picture of them on your uh, Instagram and they look pretty yeah. special. So, uh, yeah, they, cool. the, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, you know, like everything that's, uh, made, uh, in house, uh, at the factory and the machine it's always uh it's always kind of beautiful product so it's uh and what i what i love the most with uh with working with kind of more like local brands in a way or people that make stuff in-house at their factory is that i go to the factory and i just pick up my my products that are just being made so it's with an sb it's like Okay, Johan, we have a new set of cranks for you. Just come get them. And I go, Pook. <laughs> Same thing with NF. So for the clothing, I just go to uh, I just go see NF at the factory and then they have like freshly made, I have my freshly made kit that I pick up over there. It's it's really, really cool. It's super yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing that you've been able to put that together without anyone really being too far away. I guess it's worked out no. pretty well. Yeah. Same same with Gigi. I went to visit Gigi for the first time uh, last year in September. And I stayed a week over there and uh, like seeing how everything is made uh, for the first time and seeing like meeting everybody at the factory and and we had a little party as well. And they were celebrating that their 10 years and the opening of the new factory. And uh, it was it was mind blowing, like the, the amount of brain that being put uh, in the GG frame is, is completely mind blowing. It was like, wow, you guys are, uh, they, 
what what really uh, what really kind of like how do you say strike me mm-hmm. when yeah. I went to see Gigi is that they so they make everything they have their own pattern to make the frames okay yeah so they make their frames so that's the finished product that's what you see but then you're like okay so how do you make that so they they kind of showed me how they make the frames and everything but then they make the machines as well. <laughs> they they have to make the machines that makes the frame because nobody does that. So they they actually create the machines. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, it's crazy. So it's like there's a bunch of stuff going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> Some serious you, engineering. You you guys you guys are you guys are completely crazy. I'm like <laughs> they have this like the frame maker, and you look at this monstrous machine and you're like you guys actually made that machine they made the program they made the, the, everything you're like holy fuck that's cool man that's oh, really it's cool super cool like it's super super cool and same with gg like they they are making frames but they can they can make anything yeah amazing and this year yeah. you're taking this kind of roster of sponsors, I guess, that you've put together over the last two years. Yeah. And you're taking it to the next level with a, a new team, yeah? So, yes. So we we were talking last year with Gigi, with Marshall, uh, the, the marketing director at Gigi. And uh, and I always wanted to to have uh, like a team, like, a, like not, a t- not a team, but like helping people, helping some, helping some kids or helping people to achieve their goal to reach their goals and to perform that's uh i think that's that's my way a, a way now to to give back is to is to do that so we were kind of thinking okay if we do a team do we do a team like do we go race do we ws we have the pro- we have a proper bike uh the, the narvana is like it would be the perfect weapon um and we're like okay so do we go race the ws so like it, it was kind of a bunch of like up in the air, what we do, and at some point I was, I was like, "Why don't Why don't I do something that's more with what I do now? That's like more like kind of free riding, eh? mm-hmm. and um, and that's not like just focused on one thing, just just like kind of like bigger picture. If you want to go race World Cup, we're gonna help you race World Cup, darling. If you want to race the AWS, we can help you achieve that. If you want to." go to rampage and we can help you achieve that as well if you want to if you are a woman and you want to go red bull formation we can help you achieve that so i was like okay so that that's kind of cool and so that that really resonated with me and we were talking with marshall and with Gigi, and how do we do that and who do we take and and uh and Gigi is Gigi is still small it's still a small brand yeah and we don't have a we don't have a huge budget so i was like okay so how do we do that and and I kind of, I kind of went with the flow, and I was like, I'm gonna look a little bit around me, like not far, because we never know now with COVID. You know, like if what about if we have another wave, and then suddenly, bam, all the borders are closed again, and we can't yeah. travel, and and it's a, it's it's a pain. So I was like, just look around you in the sea to sky. People that are really passionate, one. Uh, people that really they really want to improve, and they have some really high goals, and they want to. Who knows what they want to do, and uh, and people that are, that would be cool to work with. So I kind of looked a little bit, and then I found uh, this little kid, a thirteen year old. So CJ CJ Hopman, he's from North Vancouver, and that was kind of he writes for NF, and that's mm-hmm. what uh, he started to appear a little bit in some group rides, and I started to see his feed on Instagram, and I, I looked at him, and I was like, wow, this guy 
this guy sends it and he's he's seen you know, he's he's a he's a kind of cute little kid <laughs> <laughs> kind of goofy and uh, and super talented so i reached out to him and i had a chat with him and his parents and i was like what is what's what are your goals what do you want to do in biking and and he was like i want to go to rampage that's what i want to do i want to do rampage when i'm older and uh and next year i want to land the backflip on dirt for the first time and i was like okay well that's that's kind of cool so i was yeah. like okay i'm gonna keep this guy on the radar and i'm gonna think about it then i did a bunch of videos with riley for golan yeah, mm-hmm. on a bunch of features that I've uh, that I've resurrected, and twenty year old, uh, really really talented, like a freak. He's a freak on a bike. He loves he loves a good skinny, like really sketchy, <laughs> high <laughs> skinny, <laughs> different different type of riding. And he just uh, he wants his goal uh, is to basically make people dream with like really high quality videos and stuff like that. So I was like, wow, that's that's interesting. So I'm gonna. Kid and really cool to to work with. We've done a bunch of projects together and super cool to work with. And I was like, okay. And then there was this woman, Nicole Kennedy, twenty eight year old, who is like she was. I think she did a, she did P, uh, Pink Bike Academy two years ago. Okay. And uh, she she wants to go do Red Bull Formation, uh, Casey Brown event, and a bunch of like free ride woman uh, events. Mm-hmm. And I had a chat with her, went riding with her, and she sends and super cool. She lives in Squamish. And uh, so I was like, okay. So, and I, so I started to talk about all these guys. And then I used to do all the camps uh, that I was doing last year. I hired a coach, Flavio, who is 46 year old. And uh, he was ex Brazilian downhill champion, uh-huh. uh, pro cyclist on the road uh, <laughs> in Belgium. Uh, became a lawyer, uh, <laughs> then be, became a coach in Whistler, and one of the one of the best coach in Whist- in Whistler in the bike park coaches like in between ten to twenty five year old guys, and sends everything in the bike park, sends scrap apples. He's forty six year old, and nice. and I was like, wow, I you know like okay, so there's there's something there, and I was kind of trying to put everything together, and I was like, what about if we do like. That, that team is about progression. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to like make these people progress, reach their goals. And then we are going to document all of that through videos. Okay. And I was like, okay, so that's, that's kind of, we were talking, you know, like that's, I'm basically going with what my brain was doing at, at that time. And, uh, I basically we were talking with Marshall at the market marketing director at Gigi. And we were kind of like, okay, well, we're onto something cool here. And uh, so I talked to all the, the guys that I, the CJ, Nicole, Riley, Flavio, and, and they were like, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. And so we put everything together with Marshall and I was like, okay, we're going to do like basically a video series showing the progression of each riders with different goals and different, different, uh, from different uh, um, origin and everything, mm-hmm. different age. Uh, so inclusive, huh? We're like, it's vast. We go from 13 year old to 46 year old and um, presented that to the brands. And the response was, was amazing. Nice. So it was like, everybody was in, everybody like right away. We're like, yeah, we, we are in, we can give you some budget. And I was like, holy shit, this thing is happening. <laughs> so all the riders of the team are getting uh basically a free bike with all the components 
from the sponsors, from my sponsors. We are all riding with the same frame, same suspension, same drivetrain, same brake, same wheel, same tire, same clothing. So we are a proper team. Uh, like same kit and uh, different colors, which is kind of uh-huh. cool. Huh? Yeah. Uh, each rider was able to choose their own colors, the frames, wheels, and everything component. It was, it, so it's pretty, pretty cool. And this Friday, we are going to do a photo shoot at NF. So each riders are going to get their first, their kit. Uh, they don't know the kit yet. They, they have no, they have no idea, which is kind of cool. And, uh, so we're going to do a photo shoot video as well. So we have a, vi- a professional uh, videographer. We have Kelsey, which is Steve, Steve Underhook's girlfriend. Okay. Um, so we have a good budget for her huh? and we have even, even more than the budget that we were thinking, which going to allow me to pay for like a proper, like good piece video for them, like a really good high, high produce video for the, for the season. And, uh, and then we're rolling. So right away. So that's going to be the first thing. That's going to be the team announcement. Uh, that's going to happen next week. And then the first video is going to be building the bikes all together. So they are going to have a bike stand with their box of stuff and they are going to build their bike (laughs) (laughs) all at the same time. And, and the first video that we're going to do individually is that they are going to take me to a feature in the sea to sky that they've never done before. Mm -hmm. So right away, we are going to, we are going to send it on something that they've never done before. And again, like we are talking about that progression. So the team is called into the near progression Uh and, uh, and we're going to send it. We're going to give it a go. I think it's going to go, it's going to go well. I'm really, really excited about that. So I kind of took a position of uh, like a team manager for the first time in my career and ordering all the parts for everybody and trying to, you know, stay on the timeline. And, uh, and it's been, uh, it's been a pleasure. Like so far, I'm really, really having a blast. I really enjoy it. And uh, let's see how it goes. Amazing. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Are, are the videos going to be more like, about the story of each of the individuals and their journey or is there going to be a little bit of like if i watch one of them might might i learn something about how to ride a specific feature as well like how's that going to be i think it will be so it will be so what i what i really want is them to be who they are so they don't have to follow my format of when i do into the near video where i explain the feature and everything i think that for the first video we are going to do that yes because i will Mm -hmm. be with them um, doing that and then I think that so long the season they are going to do like the project that they want to do cool. so if they want to so um, Nicole is a professional trail builder as well and she wants to do a piece about trail building do that like CJ is going to want to do some of the stuff do what you want and we the format is going to be like 20-25 minute long videos mm-hmm. so there, there will be there will be some talking they are going to explain their stuff they are going to do what they want and we are uh, we're just going to showcase it. I really want, I really want them to first having fun. Um, it's, it's super important. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and to really, uh, to really do what they want. Like, uh, just, just be you and, and send it. That's amazing. What was the reaction yeah. like from the, from the members of the team when you told them they were on board and what you're going to be doing? Well, I, like there's a, I think that all of them, they they all come from uh, from uh, you know they don't have a huge following on social media 
Uh-huh. They, uh, they, they are not uh, like Flavio. Flavio, no, not a lot of people know Flavio worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of people know CJ worldwide. No, like they are really like kind of local riders, and and the fact that uh, we are giving them like like a proper support with like equipment and everything, and and uh, basically a budget, like like we are giving them the keys to like really shine. Just just go for it and shine. This is yeah. <laughs> just send it. So it's uh, they they are all. Uh, but they, they are all kind of like, like always we have a conversation and they're like, oh my God, like, thank you. And it's, it's really, uh, I don't think that they were expecting that at all. And I think that's even better because they, they are really gonna, they are really gonna give her, <laughs> they're really gonna go for it, which is cool. Yeah. One thing that I don't want as well, one thing that I don't want, that's the only thing I don't want is them to hurt themselves. I don't want, I don't want them to, uh, like try things that they can't do and mm-hmm. like I really want to have this kind of humble aspect of like you look at a feature and you can't do it just say no you don't yeah. have to uh, you don't have to hurt yourself I've been there and getting injured sucks and uh, and I don't want that of course it happens but uh, we are not we are not putting uh, I'm, I don't want them to put themselves in danger for a video like yeah, yeah. Not, that's not the point no pressure so, no no pressure at all no pressure yeah cool man you, yeah it feels like that's the first kind of team like that style do you think we'll see more teams like this more projects coming from brands along those lines yeah i think so because the the well first of all the the response from all the brands has been uh, like really like super positive all the brands that i work with said yes and they all gave some budget it's it's basically a team um like it's a marketing thing. Like we are giving, we are giving the brand 25 videos this year yeah. with five different stories. So they, they all have, they are going to have like a bunch of marketing content, like some social media stuff, some YouTube stuff, some photos, some bunch of stuff. And I think that for brands, it's pretty, uh, well, it's, uh, like, it's like, we are saving them, <laughs> serving them the keys of basically a bunch of content. Yeah, and uh, and there is no uh, there is no loser in this team. There's no no one is going to lose. Like everybody is going to be winning. So the brands are winning, the riders are winning, everybody's winning here. So I think that like seeing the response from everybody, I think that it will be more and more like that. And I think that COVID, the pandemic, what happened is that he like he kind of opened a lot of eyes with like new ways of sponsorship yeah and and uh you know like like even like three four years ago like you used to be you used to race or or nothing Mm -hmm. and i think that now with the pandemic like everybody has started a youtube channel like everybody has a youtube channel now yeah and and i think that you kind of made the brands realize that oh wow like if if you race for example ews and you are not in the top 10 there's no there's no content there's no you are not on pink bike you are not you are nowhere and now with with youtube and social media it kind of gives all the athletes the, the possibility and the ability to to show what they are doing even if they don't perform and i think that's uh perform in in a way you know like yeah like the results on the paper. Yeah, yeah. Then you look at, for example, someone like Brandon Ferclo, like sometimes he, like there was seasons where he used to do, like there was no results for him. Yeah. Like 
on the paper. Yeah, the yeah. guy is the, the guy is a genius on the bike. He's, he's amazing. He's extremely talented. But then on the paper at the World Cup, there was no result and no exposure, no nothing. But now, now I think it's a it's a new it's a new era, and I think uh, there will be more and more new new things happening. Yeah, and some inspiring stories coming out of those five people that will hopefully totally. just what get more people pushing yeah. their limits, trying new things, wanting exactly. to ride. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. And I think that with with that way, I think that everybody is going to be able to connect with at least one rider because there's 13 year old, 46 year old, dad of two, ex lawyer. Like you know, there is all the women, there's all the like different types. So uh, the people are going to be able to connect with someone, yeah. which is cool. Different story. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you ever worry about like all of the budget moving away from racing and racing kind of struggling to exist? That's my like. I, I, I fully support this kind of stuff and I, th- I can see why brands want to do it. I think it's great, yeah. but I would hate for racing to die one day. No, I don't, I don't No, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. That, uh, like racing is, is kind of the, the formula one. And there's a lot of stuff happens with racing, like a bunch of testing, a bunch of like evolution with, with biking, with the sports. There's, there's, uh, the racing is still going to be there and it's uh like it's it's so beautiful as I, as i was saying like it's so beautiful to watch like you watch a world cup down it it's like it's just uh, it's just mind-blowing it's just uh, so it's never it's never going to die i think there's more there's more opportunities now but uh the budget for racing is still going to be there and it has yeah. to stay there yeah it, yeah, it yeah, has for to sure. yeah 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 and I don't, think, I don't think I don't think with my little team and the budget that I ask from the brands, I'm not taking anything away from, from racing. It's all good. <laughs> when you when you look at the budget from a when you look at the budget from a, a race team versus the, the team that I created, we are not talking at the same budget at all. I can imagine. Yeah, you're not traveling no, around the, the world. Flying I'm not all traveling. Over the place. I, yeah. ex- exactly. No, no. It's it's. Uh, it's really little compared to uh, like uh, like a proper team. It would be like half uh, half a million dollars, you know. Like it's a, yeah. a proper team racing in a, a full circuit is half a million dollars at least. The salaries, the everything, like it's uh, it's at least that. Yeah, so, and getting through um, a lot less products as well, I expect. Yes, and probably like ten times less than that. So it's okay. yeah. <laughs> cool. Good so stuff, okay. man. I'm and not taking still... away from any racers. All good. <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> and you, you're still cracking on with uh, your into the NAR coaching and training camps. You're going global with that, right? There's some some yeah. foreign uh, camps available for people. Totally. So camps. I did a I did a camp in Oaxaca, Mexico, in November last year, and it was a blast. And uh, it was full, and we we really had a lot of fun. People were improving, like in one week, like it was it was crazy, it was insane. Like the level of progression was was completely crazy. And uh, so I'm doing one in March in uh, Mexico in Barra in La Ventana with uh, with big mountain uh, big mountain expedition, uh, mountain bike adventure, <laughs> big mountain bike adventure. <laughs> it's Chris Winter. If Chris Winter listens to that. He's, it's all good. <laughs> he's, he's from Whistler. He's a friend. So we're doing that together. We are going to do one in uh, Final Ligure in Italy. Nice. Um, in May. Uh, then back to Oraka in November. We launched a date uh, 
and it's full already. And we have another one that we opened up, another one. So we're going to do back to back, one week, one week. Uh, and it's, it's going uh, well. And I'm going to do some one on one coaching in the Sea to Sky still. Uh, I'm going to reduce that. I used to, I did a lot last year. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to kind of turn it down maybe twice a week. Okay. Uh, I really, I really enjoy it. It's, uh, like, it's so cool. So when I, when I do the one-on-one coaching in the Sea to Sky, I do like either like private one, one person or really small groups, like two, three, four people maximum. And I really want that, the quality and that exchange when I'm, what I ride with my clients. And, uh, and it's amazing to see like in, in a half a day session, the progression. And there's a few, like what I used to, what I'd like to say to the people I coach is that biking is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. There's really two things that you need to master. There's, if you master these two things, you, you're just kidding it. What do you think they are? Breaking. What do you think that's really, yes, breaking, good. And? And looking at what you're doing. Oh my God. You, you yes. <laughs> Com- completed it. Mountain biking, I've completed it. Boom, you master. But it, it's, I can't it's do bad. either of them. <laughs> but it, it's really just that. Huh? Like it's where you look at things. Huh? And it's really like when I do a feature, I like to, like for example, I do a feature for the first time and I like to like process it to make my brain kind of, so there's no like bad surprises. Uh-huh. So I show up on it and I look, okay, I'm going to like from here, I'm going to look here. Once I'm here, I'm going to look there. Once I'm over there, I'm going to look over there. And your vision is constantly moving where you want to go or yeah. where the trail is going. Okay. If you don't do that, if your vision stops at some point, you're still in movement, but then you're going to, where do you think you're going to go? You're going to go right there. Yeah. So if your vision stops, you tung, that's where you're going. So your vision constantly has to move where the trail is going, where you want to go and breaking where to break and where to reduce the brakes is is key like it's one of the most important thing ever and it can be cornering you don't want a corner when you you don't want to break when you are into a corner it doesn't work mm-hmm. if you break you lose traction it's gonna poop the bike is gonna stand up uh, you have all the forces that are throwing you on the outside so you're always breaking is a cornering on a feature, where to break, where to release the brakes. Like sometimes when you ride a double black diamond trail, like there's a point where you have to completely let go. You can't be on the brakes anymore. So there's a, yeah, breaking, where to release the brakes and where you look at things. Boom. If you master that, you're killing it. Done. That's I'm it. on it. Very easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just basically focus on these little things with people. And then in, in couple hours, boom, they are completely riding differently. Cool. Have you yeah. have you been still carrying on with the the garbage pickup stuff? Because that was a big thing for you, kind of last year. So we did a we did a big push uh, last year in April, April or May, and uh, we had a bunch of people out in Whistler, and we uh, we, we we were we killed it. We we cleaned the, the full highway from south of Whistler till the end of Whistler, north of Whistler. And we, we picked up, I think it was like some, something like 3.5 tons of garbage again. Whoa. Anyway, it was kind of sad. I was like, I was like, we, we cleaned this highway so many times <laughs> and it's, it's never, uh, it's never ending. It's yeah. just, it's never ending. It's, it's always like a constant thing. So picking up garbage is amazing. Like it's a, like it's a beautiful thing to do. 
you it's only when you start doing it that you actually realize how much shit there is everywhere and how like it, it makes you like being conscious when you go to the grocery store of the stuff you buy and the packaging and all this kind of stuff and and i think it's a really good start it's is it the solution no like it's not the solution like picking up garbage every year like on the side of the road is not the solution at all the solution has to come from the government it has to come from regulation unfortunately but it or like people like being a bit more uh, maybe maybe people doing more garbage because they can realize that, <laughs> that they can't throw shit so, like yeah, the yeah. way like it's uh it's uh there, there would be more of course there would be more garbage pickup and uh like when when i'm on the trail there's always i pick up garbage and there's there's something that i realized I, i'm actually really pumped on a product that i'm gonna launch in in couple months uh-huh. um i've developed a backpack with uh yeah. marshall the marketing director at gg he has a little brand called lab Oster, and so we developed a backpack that's Anti, entirely made of recycled material. So 100% made of recycled material. And what I've realized when I was biking, when I'm biking, is that sometimes everybody sees garbage on the trail. There's always garbage. Yeah. And how many people actually pick up the garbage? There's not a lot. Right? Sometimes you don't want to pick it up because the stuff is really disgusting. The plastic is like full of dirt and blah, blah. And you don't want to put that in your pocket. You don't want to put that in your backpack. It's going to put everything dirty. And I think there's a lot of people who don't do that because of that. Mm-hmm. So this backpack has a compartment. It's kind of, there's a little pocket in the middle. And this pocket is actually made of like a more, uh, how do you say, robust uh-huh. material. And that's a garbage pocket. Uh, okay. Nice. It's a garbage pocket. So it's not the same material as the rest of the backpack. It's more uh, durable and robust. Yeah. And we are going to throw this garbage inside. And that's, that's, why this separation is made it's basically a garbage bag so when you see something on the trail tack, stop put it in your backpack and that's it's made for that so we uh, we are launching that backpack it was it was super cool that was that was actually a pretty interesting project because we started from scratch yeah and with with a few ideas so we picked up some ideas from different backpacks we're like okay i like that and i like that and i like that and uh because i ride with a backpack when i coach i hate riding okay. with a backpack most of the time but when I coach, I need to carry tools. I need to carry a first aid kit. I need to carry yeah. a bunch of stuff. So I need to have a backpack. And so I kind of looked a little bit of what, what's around and made a proper backpack that's not going to bounce on your back. It's, it's a, a really good, a really good concept that another brand does. And we kind of look at what they do. <laughs> <laughs> There's no patent. So we, we just did the same. There you go. <laughs> And, uh, so we did that and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's basically, it's a garbage bag. It's <laughs> a cool idea, man. Have you, no, uh, cool. have you seen much of the work that trash free trails are doing here in the UK? Oh, they, they do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. yeah. I don't, I it's don't great. know if there's uh, plans for them to go global, but it's definitely like the amount of people talking about that stuff yeah. over here has gone up yeah. hugely. They, there's so much they, good work. They should try to go uh, global. Mm. they should try to go global like we uh, it's Ben huh? I think Ben is one of the the boss Ben and I think Ben is a uh, uh, what's his last name I don't remember um, but he's the one behind uh, uh, what is it that the fender the little fender that's made of uh, 
recycled uh, uh, fishing nets. Oh, you've got me there. I don't know. Uh, wait. Anyways, hmm. I think I think he's one. I think he's one of them. Is uh, behind that. Is behind that movement. Okay. Yeah. And Dom um, Ferris is, I think, the like the founder initially. So Dom came on the show a year or so back because um, his his background is with um, Surface Against Sewage. Okay. So that's where he kind of learnt the trade, I guess, and then he's applied that to a lot of the work that they've done. Yeah. Trash I, think trails, a, but... I think it's a beautiful movement, and then uh, yeah, if we can, if they can make that global. And I would definitely be interested on on being like a, like the Canadian kind of how do you say kind of voice. Uh-huh. I will um, I will really enjoy doing that. It's yeah. uh, I think I think it's super cool. Like seeing that many like when you organize a movement to pick up garbage and you like there is a, like a good response and you have a lot of people coming together and doing that. It's so uh, like it's so fulfilling. And you have like a really good sense of like you you see it like you like you see it for example when we do it on the side of the highway and you have like every hundred meter you have a garbage bag full garbage bag bam every hundred meters and people honk at you and and you you really clean it and you see it like you you're like we are doing something good yeah it's great and uh, cool. and yeah. seeing that on the trail seeing that on the forest I think that there should be more and more and it makes people uh, more. Uh, conscious about you know don't don't throw this on the ground just like definitely put it in your pocket just yeah. don't do that don't be yeah. it's cool trash free trails have created a like a series of guidelines for events as well now yeah. so you can become a trash free trails approved event i think so oh, no tweed, tweed valley ws was last year and we'll yeah. be again this year and then i think the fort william world oh, cool, yeah. and a few others so like Beautiful, sustainable yeah. Yeah, like not using plastic um, taping for trails. Nice having all the recycling bins on site, all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, some yeah. really cool stuff, man. It's it's cool. nice to see. Yeah, it's starting to spread it's, for sure. It's growing. There's a bunch yeah. of uh, there's more and more movement like that, and I, it's uh, it's important. Definitely, man. Important. And what about what about your plans for 2022? Then we know a bit about the team and and what their objectives are. What kind of stuff have you got uh, up your sleeve? So, well, the, managing the team. Yeah, keep you busy. <laughs> managing the team, but it's uh, now it's rolling. I think the the hardest, the harder part is done, huh? which was really trying to pull everything together and and uh, and I'm I, it, it really takes a lot of time for me to do this kind of stuff. I'm not uh-huh. someone who, uh, you know, I'm more of a the outdoor person. I go on my bike, I have fun, and I do my stuff. Yeah. But then when it comes to like being on behind my laptop and doing emails and and all this kind of stuff, I'm not <laughs> like I do it, but I'm not uh, I'm not really good at it. <laughs> uh-huh. So it takes uh, it takes a lot of time to do that. But uh, so I'm so that's why I'm I'm actually really proud of myself because I, I put this thing together, and uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really yeah I'm, I'm proud of myself. It worked. <laughs> it should be. It's cool. <laughs> So it's uh yeah so I think now the the art job is done all the the orders for parts and everything is done things have been have been shipped I've received some stuff we have the budget we have a plan we have all the things we are rolling and now we're just gonna have fun so managing the team now is gonna be easier yeah um for me 
uh, I would like to go back to hardline to race uh -huh. a regular hardline. Uh, I spoke to Matt and Will at Gigi, and I told them that being at Free Art Fiesta and doing all these jumps was actually also for me a good way to be like, okay, this is the kind of stuff I'm going to have at Hardline. Yeah. And uh, so it was a good training. High speed jump, big jumps, and uh, and the bike is a bit small. Okay. The, 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 it's 160, 170 millimeter travel bike, and I will need something a little bit bigger. If I if I want to go over there and race the thing, it's the same thing as racing the Yabaris. It's either I go over there and I try to survive, <laughs> or either I go over there and I try to race it. Yeah. And I would I would much rather try to race outline rather than trying to survive. <laughs> Fast fat. Because the thing is terrifying, so I wanna I wanna have the the, the full material. So we are talking right now with Gigi to uh, like get a prototype going for me for Hardline, and who knows what's gonna happen if that bike is gonna be available for the public later on. Mm -hmm. But we are gonna try to modify a few things for me to have uh, at least a 180 rear and a double crown in the front. So yeah, I, it makes more sense. It makes more sense. Yeah, I did a few. I did couple BC Cup last year with the with the enduro bike, downhill, and uh, and I definitely felt like I needed the, the travel to to be able to race and perform. Like I was in the top ten both both times, but I I definitely like now the, the level is so high that if you want to be able to fight with the top dogs, you need you need the proper equipment. It's, you, you can't go over there with like a Swiss knife. <laughs> how, do you, how do you say what's the expression can't bring, a, can't bring a knife to a gunfight there you go <laughs> there you go so yeah. i need uh i need the proper uh, the proper equipment so they are they are really excited about it and they they i think they're gonna they are gonna make it happen so cool. let's see yeah yeah that's nice that's i guess one of the benefits of having small brands that you're working with that you've got that relationship with that you can ring up and be like hey uh i want to try this are you in they, that's, that's the thing. They are super nimble. They can basically do a little bit what they want. And it's, uh, like, it's, it's really cool. Like it's, uh, like that, that's something that I love the most with, with like smaller brands that they can, uh, you give a feedback and then poop, they do it. Nice. <laughs> so good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do you go about getting an invite to hardline then? So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess through you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure I can help you there. Well, like listening. Hey guys, I want to, you and Barry here. I want to go race hardline this year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's so, see how we go. All right. It's on its way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I'm going to contact Dan Atherton. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to say, look, buddy, I came in 2017 and I was definitely not ready for it. And now I think that I will be more. <laughs> And I want to race the shit. So let's go. Wicked. So yeah, so that's one of the one of the goals. If it doesn't happen, that's not a that's not a problem. <laughs> that's all good. And uh, like I think one another like I'd say one of the biggest one is the the Tour de Nar. So okay. last year. Last year with Steve, my buddy Steve, and oh my god, this this guy is uh, this guy is this is, this is terrifying <laughs> <laughs> we 
with my uh, my buddy Steve. I'm glad. I'm so glad I met this guy last year. It was it was such a good uh, a good meet. And uh, we I had this I had this plan last year where I wanted to do all the gnarliest feature in the sea to sky in one day. Okay. I was like from Pemberton all the way down to not to Vancouver. Uh-huh. Uh, How far not, is that? It's quite a trek, right? Oh, it's a it's 150k. Okay. So it's yeah. it's a it's a good drive. So yeah. dri- not pedaling, so driving in between the yeah, features. Yeah. So we were like, okay, how many how many features? So I, at first, I I, I kind of had this idea and to, to do it on my own, and I was like, I need to do it with someone, and, and, and of course, Steve was was the perfect the perfect fit for it because he's completely crazy, <laughs> and he likes a good challenge. Was that Steve and, Van, Van der Hook? Steve, Steve Van der Hook, yeah. Right. And um, so we kind of put together a list of features. And we're like, okay, we have like in between like 15 and 25 features. And so we had a time, we had one day. And so we started at 4 a.m. in Pemberton <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> and then we, uh, we did this first feature on Cop Killer when the sun was just, uh, the day was just starting. And uh, we did that. And then we did a bunch in Pemberton. And then we made our way down all the way to uh, Vancouver. We did Trespasser in the, in the Whistler Bike Park. At first, we had a bunch more features in the bike park, but it would take so long. Like, it, it would have taken so much time. So, we just did Trespasser, and there's a bunch of features in Trespasser, but we counted Trespasser as just one feature. Okay. Uh, and then we made our way down all the way to Vancouver, and we finished with Steve's line uh, in in the shore. And, uh, and it was one... The top of his line that he built is something that I've never done before. And it was getting dark and I was exhausted. We were both exhausted. It was, it was a journey. Like it, it was a, such a, such a, such a trip to do that because we, I had, I had to do a bunch of features that I've never done before. And he had to do some features that he's never done before. And the goal was to do everything once and then move on to the next one. So that was, that was the plan. And we're like, okay, we don't have much time. So one and done. And then we go to the next one. One and done. Boom. And we go to the next one. One and done. Boom. We go to the next one. And we, uh, we ended up over there. And like, I, during the middle, middle of the day, it was, it was almost 40 degrees. The middle of summer. And, uh, and at some point, we were hiking up, hiking up to do these three features in Squamish. And I was bonking. I was like, oh my God. Like I was really, I was bonking. I was, I was tired. It was hot. I was dehydrated. I needed food and we were just like cheering on each other and be like, okay, we need to finish this thing. We need, we need to go like, we, let's go, let's get it. And we, uh, we kind of supported each other in this thing. And it was, it was, uh, basically a marathon because we were really exhausted, but then also mentally, like the adrenaline mentally processing things and like the, the danger of some stuff. Like we did, we did, uh, we did a drop in Squamish. Like all the, like a really old drop, and the thing was like, the structure, the landing was like moving, like <laughs> sideways, like it was completely sketchy, and the takeoff was basically it was a cliff, and you had this like kind of wooden feature, wooden uh, takeoff that was hanging off the cliff, oh. and the the thing I was like I was like is this thing actually uh, like is this thing is this thing still holding like. <laughs> Is it going to be okay? Like when we're going to go with all our weight and then pushing to pop 
yeah. and then land on this like wobbly structure. And we couldn't even test if the thing was still holding. Like, we, couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't even put our feet. So we, we kind of had to go and uh, like just hoping for the best. But but some stuff, like it's really, uh, like some stuff are big. Like it's big, it's sketchy, yeah. it's proper, typical, North Shore, like sea to sky shit was like really questionable. Uh-huh. <laughs> So the, the mental exhaustion and the physical exhaustion was something that, uh, yeah, we, we both never done something like that. Yeah. And so we are going to do it again this summer. Uh, we are going to do it during the solstice, nice. uh, 21st of June. And we, uh, we want to invite more people. Okay. So Johnny Salido is coming. Ah, wicked. Johnny Salido is coming. And, uh, and we want, I'd, I'd like to have 10 riders. Yeah. And we, we built more staff. So Steve built some staff. I built more staff. And so we have a, li- a bigger list of features and we want more. And, uh, and I think that it would be amazing if we can have some riders with us, like more riders. And he kind of, he kind of has to be underground. We can't make it official. Uh-huh. Uh, but we we are gonna like I'd like to have in between five and ten riders if we have so that right. yeah so Riley Fogolin uh, the the team member yeah he doesn't he doesn't know it he's probably gonna hear about it <laughs> now but he's in it <laughs> excellent <laughs> very and, good uh, and yeah it's it's uh, that that's one of the the big project this year yeah cool, make man. it big make it bigger do more features and make it a thing like a, a once a year thing that we're going to do yeah that's yeah. cool well there you go dan atherton can come to that you can go to hardline oh done i like that <laughs> i really like that i'm actually going to reach out to him now <laughs> yeah i've never i don't think i've ever seen him ride that kind of stuff in canada i'm not sure if he has but i've, I've never seen oh, G. video G yeah, G. G. Yeah, yeah. G is completely all about that these days there you go. My God, G, like it, like like this guy, like yeah, when that, I uh, that crash, eh? just, oh, that crash! Oh my God, it was it was terrifying. Like I don't, I don't, I can't believe he's he's back, he's back training again, and he's uh, he recovered completely from that. It's uh, wow, this guy's a beast. Huh? He's a yeah, he's made beast. strong stuff. Oh, he's uh, crazy, crazy shit. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Get him on board. Um, okay, G Atherton, Dad Atherton, you are in. <laughs> Excellent, good stuff, man. Well, I'm, I am super excited to see how 2022 pans out. You got some awesome plans in there. The team sounds really cool, yeah. really different from anything else that's going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing more, more videos, more Instagram stuff, more insane features. Good. Yes. If, if if people want to follow, see what you're up to throughout the year, where's the best place for them to be looking? I'd say uh, I'd say YouTube or Instagram. Okay. Um, and then uh, that's where also I'm gonna like push all the, the dates for the coaching, for the camps, and everything. Cool. And uh, but yeah, social media is always the it's always the best place. Cool, man. I'll stick links yeah. in the show notes to to the YouTube and the Instagram so people can find that. But yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. It's been really interesting catching up, hearing what you're up to. And like Thank I you. said, it's going to be good to watch it from the sidelines throughout the year yeah. and see how it all it's goes. Good. It's going to be cool. Bunch of, uh, bunch of new projects, bunch of new things. So I'm, uh, I'm always excited. It's cool. Nice one. Yeah. Cool, man. Take care. Cool. And we'll, uh, we'll chat again in some time. Thank you soon. so much, Chris. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Bye. All right, that's it for this episode with Jörn. I really hope you've enjoyed listening. A big thanks to Magura for supporting this episode. Don't forget that you could win a full MT7 Pro Customize Your Brake Bundle from Magura. All you need to do is to head over to at Downtime Podcast on Instagram and find the post from Monday the 24th of January that shows all the break options and there you'll find all the info you need to enter. It's really simple and one lucky winner will be chosen at random on the 1st of March so you've got until the end of February to enter. Best of luck. To check out the entire range of Magura's brakes and customization options with some really great guides to help you find the best setup for you, just head over to magura.com. Also a big thank you to Kushkor for supporting this episode. If you want a setup that's been race proven by pro downhill and EWS racers that's going to help you go bigger, corner harder and ride faster with total confidence, then they've got just what you need. Kushcore really isn't just an insert to help reduce the chance of punctures and rim damage. It really does improve the way your bike rides. You can head over to kushcore.com to find the right products for your bike and your riding now. If you like print and you want a quality mountain bike print product in your life, then the brand new biannual downtime EP is for you. It's a collab with the awesome team over at Miss Spent Summers, so if you've ever read Hurley Burley, The World Stage, Spent or Meltdown, then you'll know just how good Downtime EP is. Head to downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP now and grab a copy of issue one. I've also got a full range of merch ready to go over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. There's t-shirts, sweatshirts, shorts and joggers and all the proceeds go to help improving the podcast. All the links you need are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. If you're still listening and you've got a bit of time, there's obviously a few things I'd love you to do to help out. The first and most important is to tell your riding mates about the podcast, because the more people who listen, the easier it is for me to keep the podcast going. Secondly, you can share the episodes on your social media. And if you've still got a bit of time, then a review on Apple Podcasts goes a long way too. All right, we've got another awesome episode coming up really soon. But until then, get out and ride. <laughs>